Greetings and welcome to Sisterly Soul Stories. This is Erica Dotson, and I'm so grateful that you decided to join us again today. If you missed last week's episode, please check it out at your leisure. But I am super excited about the woman that I have with us today. Shiara Robinson is a wife, a mother, a minister, a business owner, a friend, a sister, and a woman of God. And I am so grateful that she decided to join us today for this very important conversation. So Shiara, welcome to Sisterly Soul Stories. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today and to be amongst just my sisters in the body of Christ. I'm, I'm just really excited. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I know they are going to be blessed by what you shared today. So <laughs> super grateful for the story, the testimony um, that you have, and I'm appreciative of your willingness to share it. So as we get started, every guest that comes on, I love to ask them, how are you doing? And what are you doing to care for yourself during this stressful, busy, crazy, difficult time in our world? Yes, yes. You know, um, when I think of self-care, right, I think of like, it's a twofold thing. It's not just one thing, right? I think about um, how am I taking care of my mental? And then how am I doing just those things that bring me joy? You know, those maintenance things that um, just make me happy and bring me into a state of peace. Um, one of the things is, so far as my mental is concerned, I just really like to listen to praise and worship when I'm driving. I have a long commute to work. Yeah. And so during that time, I like to just get my mind ready. And then sometimes I don't like to listen to anything and it drives my kids crazy um, when I'm trying to get them to wherever they need to be in the morning because I just need to clear my mind. I don't know what I'm about to walk into at work and I don't wanna listen to any bad news on the radio, anything that's gonna distort my spirit. And so I just try to just be in a space of cleansing. Let me just get my mental right, think about my thoughts, what I want my day to be like. And so um, a lot of times either it's praise and worship or I'm just listening to nothing. I'm just hearing from God, really. You know, God, what, what are you going to say to me um, this morning? And then the other part of that is what I like to call, you know, my maintenance, the things that bring me joy. I just like looking down at my nails and seeing a fresh set, you know, <laughs> that, oh, that's right. that makes me happy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I'm not like, high maintenance in the sense of, not that that's high maintenance, but I could do braids for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not a get in the mirror, curl your hair girl. Um, I, my, my life is just too busy for that. But when I look down and see a good design on my nails and my toes, I'm, I did good today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can relate to so much of what you said. Like, so yes, I have the best praise and worship sessions on that ride in for real. Um, I can't sing, but you would never know it because <laughs> I'd be tearing it up in the car. <laughs> I am soprano, tenor, all of that. Yeah. All the parts, acapella, everything. Um, yeah, but I also, yeah. you know, agree, like, especially in the evening on the way home, um, I will turn it off. And, and yeah. sometimes like I, I may turn on a sermon um, or a podcast, yeah. but sometimes even that's too loud Yeah, um, because yeah. I think you are absolutely right. You need to be able to hear yourself, yeah. your own thoughts, mm -hmm. what you're thinking and feeling, but then yeah. also yeah. most importantly, hearing what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you because he will prepare you <laughs> for what's to come if you have 
the space and the grace to, to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things, you know, it's so, so much toxicity in the world. You know, I try not to watch too much news, but, you know, just enough to stay informed, but then, you know, kind of try to dial it back to not bring up angst in me about things that I just cannot control. But sometimes it's difficult to -hmm. do that. Um, How do you guard yourself against that negativity that exists. Um, I know that there are some people that have shared they don't watch TV at all. That's not my ministry, but yeah. I do kind of watch, <laughs> I do watch yeah. my news consumption. Yeah. And so that's one of the things I do to kind of guard my heart and mind. What are some of the things that you do? Yeah, so I'm not a big TV watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I do watch the news, like you said, just to more so stay abreast, mm-hmm. but I don't um, dial into it. Like I'm not tuned in to every single thing, um, because I am sensitive to what goes on in the world and it affects me. Um, it affects me in a major way when I see the world that we're living in and some of the things that are are happening around us. Um, so I just, I have a really good prayer life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, that may sound like really girl, but like, I really, I have a, I have a really great prayer life and I, spend time with God so that I can stay in this, in this, in his, in his case, you know, and wrapped in, you know, his covering, so to speak, you know, Um, and, and so I just really take the time to spend real time with him, Mm -hmm. and uh, that, that keeps me protected, um, that, that keeps me grounded and centered, Um, I can't do it without the prayer life that I have, yeah. I think encasing is the Mm. best way to describe it. Yeah, your heart and your mind, uh, and it protects you against all those fiery dots that come all different directions. So yes, absolutely. No, not really, girl. Like for real, girl. (laughs) Yeah, like for Uh, real. (laughs) For real, you got to stay on, I mean, especially like for me, like during this season, like the past two or three Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. when you absolutely don't know what's coming next. And no clue. It's no clue. No way to prepare or anything. Absolutely. And the thing is, the littlest things can come in and switch the whole dynamic of your mindset, your spirit. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I I thank God. I mean, Mm -hmm. I thank God that I can recenter and focus and be like, okay, God, you you got this. Um, And and as you mentioned, some things are just really not in our control. And we have to pick and choose what we give our energy to. Mm -hmm. We we really have to pick and choose what we give our energy to. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said that because I feel like that is a perfect lead in to our topic today, uh, mommy, marriage, and ministry. (laughs) When you shared this topic as testimony, it, it made my heart warm because it took me down memory lane a bit and had me to really think about the seasons of life. And for me, you know, um, I remember feeling like um, I had failed in many areas, especially these three areas, because I had not found a way to strike the balance. Mm -hmm. And I would share, you know, this week I was an amazing wife probably not that great in ministry, (laughs) all right, as mommy, Uh, and then the next week, I was an amazing mom, horrible wife, maybe okay at work, (laughs) every now and then, 
I get it right. But mm-hmm. most times I felt like I didn't. And then I uh, moved with this guilt yeah. Um, because I felt like, how am I not properly pouring into the people that mean the most to me and holding these things so close and so dear? And so um, some of these areas are no longer my ministry. I'm no longer married. I'm no longer working in full-time ministry, but of course I'm still a mom. So that ministry continues. But I know that there are women that are listening that in some iteration are trying to figure out with all the very important pieces of their life, how do I balance? And so I would love for you to kind of share with us today how mm. you're able to strike that balance. And if it's something that you're still working towards, what are the things that you are doing to try to get there? I think if we're all honest, right, we're all working towards that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be ministry, it may not be marriage, maybe you're a business owner and a mommy or, you know, whatever your hats, many hats that we wear as women, we got to learn to give ourselves grace, man. We have got to learn to give ourselves grace. Um, I am in my mind, the best mommy, right? In my mind, I'm the best wife, you know, (laughs) in my mind, you know, I do ministry great. Right. But that's not, that's not necessarily the case. You know, I wake up with that mindset, you know, today I'm going, Ooh, my kids going (laughs) to love me. I'm had a snacks ready. The the dinner going to be, you know, I'm, I'm dying, you know, checking off this checklist that we have as women in our, in our head. Um, but sometimes we fall short and it is okay. I have learned because I have been such a person of control, right? I've been such this OCD. Oh, this has to be this. This has to be that. I'm just, I'm at a point in my life now, God, you, t- you handle it because, um, you know, I have a teenager and I have a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I have a 15-year-old and a four-year-old mm-hmm. and a boy and a girl, you know? And so they, they do things completely different, you know? And my, my daughter is at this age where she's blossoming and growing into a young woman. And that comes with all of its challenges. And I just got to say, you know, God, you handle it, you know, and give myself grace if I don't, if I'm not perfect. And if I didn't check everything off the list that day, um, you know, with my husband, I, I try to be intentional in everything I do, um, especially in my marriage, because he's my first ministry. Let's be very clear yeah. um, that he is um, my first concern um, outside of making sure that I am, t- you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but above my kids, he is my first ministry. And so what we have worked on is intentionally being present intentionally dating, intentionally being involved in each other. And we try to balance that's the best we can because he has a a busy schedule as well. Um, And, you know, ministry is full time. Girl, it's full time. It's every day, all day. It's 24 seven, you know, Um, but I love it. Like I I have asked God many a times, God, you know, you, I'm a mom, I am a wife. And here you throw in ministry. (laughs) I'm telling you, I know God has a sense of humor. And I always tell people, if the line is long when you get to heaven, I'm holding it up. Because I got a lot of questions to ask. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. questions. (laughs) But nonetheless, um, I I would be lying if I said, I (laughs) I didn't love what I do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I want God to be pleased with me Mm -hmm. and some kind of way I've always found myself 
back in ministry, even when I was like, I'm good on church. Like I know the Lord, we have personal relationship. I don't have to be there some kind of way. He has brought me back and I know it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I give myself grace. If I don't make, you know, if I don't check off every, um, you know, thing on the list, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. She are, you live to fight uh, another day. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it is something that I think is women balance is something we will forever be working on. Mm -hmm. It it is because God made us this way, right? We're not, we're natural nurturers. Mm -hmm. We naturally want to help everyone and fix things. Right. Um, and so we just, we figure it out as we go. And like you said, some days is great. (laughs) And I feel like, girl, this is superwoman. Where's my cape? Give me my cape. (laughs) And then other days I just want to pull the covers over my head and be like, all right, God, you (laughs) will do it again tomorrow (laughs) to be continued. (laughs) I think those are such great points. And I, I think the, the piece about just giving yourself grace, um, you know, I grew up in a household where excellence was the standard. And so I carried that from you know, mm-hmm. academic and, and yeah. growing up to mm-hmm. adulthood. And I am so hard on myself yeah. because I want to get an A in every area. Mm-hmm. I want it mm-hmm. all to look right and to be yeah. perfect yeah. when in actuality, life is messy. It doesn't it's always me. come together mm-hmm. to be a perfect picture yeah. and just allowing yourself to wallow in the truth of that yeah. and understanding that God really is okay with what looks like a mess to us is a yeah. canvas to him absolutely because we only see a little piece of it anyway he sees yeah. the whole <laughs> design the whole picture um, yeah. and, and he trusts us with what's before us absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more say life is messy and um what i like to i look at it as you know you know, the coloring sheet that that's numbered right mm-hmm. you know little by little he gonna color in number one and number two, and when it's all said and done, you'll see the picture, you'll, you'll understand it. Um, but understanding that he's not looking for perfection, right? Speaking of that, you put that on you. I put that on me that, that I have to be uh, perfect or take on this idea that I have to have every little thing in place, right? But in reality, we're really putting a burden on ourselves that he did not intend. He did not intend that. And so um, if he accepts me with all my imperfections, surely I can accept myself with all my imperfections. How do women find the joy in imperfection in a society (laughs) that tells us we have to look and be a certain way? I think that's part of the struggle. So internally, we, we have all these beliefs and than the people around us. But when we look out into the world and in magazines and uh, in society that says that, you know, this is how you are supposed to exist. How can we find joy in that? Yeah, I think it that's an internal job, right? You, you really got to love who you are at the core. I tell people all the time, Instagram is not real. Facebook is not real, right? I only put on social media, what I want you to see. So if I look bomb in this dress today, that's what you're gonna see. But you don't know that when I posted that picture, girl, I had this hair up in a bun. I was in pajamas. My kids was, I was screaming at them. They was getting on my nerves. I probably told my husband a few choice words, like, you know, so I think that that's a, 
an inside job, we have to learn to love ourselves at the core. And I think sometimes that is very, very difficult for us as women, because we not only are we looking at what, you know, um, society says is perfect, right? Or society says is beautiful, but then we compare ourselves to our inner circle, right? Well, well, look at her. I mean, these are people we know and see every day. And maybe I should be doing this and maybe I should be doing that. And so I think that it is important. Get to know yourself. Get, get to find one thing. I, I say this to my friend, find one thing that you like about yourself and then just love on that one thing and, and embrace that one thing and build that one thing up. And then when you get through with that, find something else. Cause I promise you, if you find one, you're going to find something else, you know? So I, I think it's important that we, really get to know ourselves and really and really focus on loving ourselves. Um, you know, I always say my husband compliments me, right? He doesn't complete me. He com we compliment each other, right? Um, I, God completes me. But if I didn't know myself, right? If I wasn't, if I didn't fall in love with all those things that's great about Shiara, I would be looking for those justifications in him and social media land and then, you know, my inner circle or whatever. So um, my, my suggestion or what I implore many women, girl, fall in love with you because it's a whole bunch to love about you. That's so powerful because yeah. as you were speaking, I was thinking about how sometimes in life we're ready to rush to the next mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have girlfriends that are ready to be married, some that are ready to be moms that are ready for that power job. But mm -hmm. right now you have the space for mm -hmm. yourself yeah. to really allow the Lord to do things in you, allow yourself to fall in love with who you are, to discover mm -hmm. the world around you. What would you say to women who are kind of struggling right now to love where they are currently. And let's talk about like what they should cultivate before um, they move into these other spaces of, of mom and wife and uh, ministry partner or either um, entrepreneur, any of those spaces. Yeah, I mean, what is your foundation? You know, do you have that, that foundation there? Because the thing is, and, and like you, I have friends who are, they are ready, like, if he come today, <laughs> Lord, if you send him today, I don't, we don't need no courting process, you know, but, but, but during this time, right, here's a great time for you to nurture you, right? It's going back to what I said, here's a great time for you to build your foundation. What's your piece of the table, right? You know, build on that, build on those great and wonderful qualities and things that will complement your spouse or, you know, whatever, you know, you're seeking God for to do whatever that next level is, um, you know, entrepreneurship, if you're trying to, you know, if you want to rush into that, or, or if you, that's where, you, you know, you think God is leading you, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. Here's a great time for you to feed your soul and become knowledgeable. I think that we, we look at this time that we've had during the pandemic, right? And we think, oh, we got to rush because so much craziness is going on. And we think, time is fleeting, right? Yeah. Um, but I think God is saying, take this time to really focus on you and me. And where do I fit in that? Insert me in that. Because you may be thinking, oh, I want this power job or I want this husband, but he may be saying, no, I need you to do this. And if you do this, then 
you know, the, the next level of that um, will come. Um, so I would just, I, was, I would strongly implore that, get that foundation right. You know, don't be in such a hurry to do the next thing. It's easy with women. I'm telling you, I have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I mean? And so I have to oftentimes tell myself, you know, slow down and, and see where God is in it and what I'm supposed to be doing, um, you know, in this moment. When I started my business, um, it was a lot to it than what I thought, right? Yeah. A lot of uh, pieces that I didn't even realize that I needed to even think about or consider. And so now as I go back, cause I'm revamping things and rebranding, I said, okay, now you sit down and you insert God in this. Mm. Where would he have, what would he have you to do? Because this was you, right? But did you even seek God and see what really is the vision for this boutique, maybe it's not just selling clothes. Maybe there's something else in that. So that's that's the process, you know, that I'm in now. I think that's so helpful, and I appreciate um, the vulnerability there because sometimes people can look at what you have accomplished and think, "Oh, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it." Yeah, yeah just know? click a button. <laughs> that's it. Um, but there is a process to everything. Mm -hmm. And in all of these iterations, you are giving of yourself. Yes. You are having to sacrifice me time and mm -hmm. someone else's time who mm -hmm. is dependent upon you. And so sometimes you do have to stop, reevaluate, go back to yeah. the drawing board and make sure that you are, do what you're doing is in line with what he would have for you in this absolutely. season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How did that feel? You know, sometimes um, we, we think we got it and we have to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how did that, how was that for you? What was that experience like? So I'm okay with failure or what we perceive as failure. You know what I mean? Like for a while there, it was, was hard for me to accept. Um, but I'm such a creative person. Um, I love creating, you know, things just in general. I was just like, okay, here's, here's an opportunity for me to do something else, you know, add to it, make it even more um, amazing. I'm not embarrassed by it or, you know, bashful about it. I'm revamping. Yeah, I had to go back to the drawing board. Now, you know, everything is still available and up. I didn't take anything down, but on the back end, mm -hmm. I'm done my eyes and crossing my T's mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really you know, getting the knowledge base up to really see, you know, what's the long-term vision, what's the short-term vision um, for what I would like to see um, with this business that I, I believe God has given me. Um, but I know that there's some things that I need to do and, and add to it to make it, you know, hopefully even better. Found that you know when I have started a creative venture and it didn't mm -hmm. work out and mm -hmm. you know beginning again that you learn mm -hmm. so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you you learn you know how to endure, how to yeah. be resilient. Um, mm -hmm. And every iteration, like you bring out something new about yourself to share um, mm -hmm. and be able to give to others in other yeah. areas of your life, um, which Absolutely. is such a joy. Yeah. Um, and so what are some of the things that bring you joy? Because one of the things about being in these types of ministries of giving mm -hmm. and of loving, you mm -hmm. have to refuel yourself. So when you mm -hmm. think about that, what are some things that you go to, to refill you and to give mm -hmm. you joy? Um, I mean, of course my family, mm -hmm. um, my kids, uh, 
they are my everything. You know, I, I love them to pieces. Um, and, you know, I, I have the pleasure and honor of picking my son up from daycare after school every day. And so that's really exciting for me. Like, I'm still like, oh, I can't wait to see him because he's going to be so happy to see me. You know, the day, you know, has beat me up, but I know this time with him is going to bring me so much joy when he comes running out the daycare. Mommy, he's so excited. You know, um, my husband is really great. He is such an encourager. And he always tells me, he's like, Shara, you sell yourself short, baby. You, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread. You know, he, he, he's really good at like, you know, uh, you know, pumping me up. He's like, you know, you're always so humble. Stop being humble. Just, you know, shine, girl, shine. You know, he, he's so funny. But um, so that brings me joy, you know, um, and my village, my girlfriend. Like I have a small village but I love these women. And, and if you don't have it, who, you know, those watching girl, get you some good girlfriends. I mean, some good ones. And I, I've been blessed. My friends have been my friends since second grade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have managed to have a lasting on purpose friendship. Mm -hmm. And we check in with each other. We text each other. Um, we pray for each other. I just came off a, a 21 day prayer and fast with one of my good friends, just for our children. Um, you know, we were sharing some, some of our concerns and we was like, we're going to go into prayer for 21 days. I mean, and those are the type of women that you need. And that, that brings me joy because it makes me feel like I'm not out here by myself. Some of the same things and concerns that I have as a woman, um, you know, there's another woman out there going through the, the very same thing. And, you know, what we go through is never for us, right? It's always for, for someone else. Um, so just those things, um, I, I joke, my, my girlfriend and I say, you know, we don't do much because, you know, we're always so busy and with our family. So don't take our food and our wine away from us. Can I say that? <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real talk. Our food, you know, that's all we have. So we, you know, we set those intentional times of like, what time are you getting off? Okay, can you sneak in a quick, you know, before you pick up uh, my son? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that just makes me happy, 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 happy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm very blessed to also have some old friends that I've known yeah. for many years. And you're absolutely right. They refuel you. Yeah. Um, and so, Unfortunately, you know, our society sometimes hate on women in friendships and sisterhood mm -hmm. and wants to tell us it's not valuable or it's mm -hmm. not real. Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, sometimes women isolate themselves, you know, mm -hmm. so if if a woman was looking to build her village, how would she go about doing that? How do you form authentic relationships? What mm -hmm. does that look like for someone who doesn't have those and, you know, have, you know, isolated themselves and maybe it's time to do something different. What would you say as far as connecting with other women genuinely? So I, I feed off of people's energy, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I, and I get it because, you know, as great, especially we as black women, right. We are like the uh, most complimenting, you know, we are like, I love it. I love it. Um, but there's also that side that uh, we can be nasty sometimes and we cannot be as welcoming as I'm sure. Um, you know, it's not the case all the time, but sometimes that is the case. And so, you know, especially if you have a woman that's been hurt and you're just like, you know what, 
I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I just say to myself, Mm -hmm. but there, there are some good women out here and, you know, that will love you and accept you. And so, you know, I just really say feed off energy. You, you'll know if someone is genuine, right? You, you'll know if someone like loves you for you and likes you for you. They not, they're no strings attached. I'm not looking to clout chase or, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, I feed off energy, 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 and just, you know, look at those, those genuine characteristics and traits that you know, you would want to see in someone that you would call your friend, because those traits will also be found in you, and you'll be able to recognize them um, in, in, in someone else. So um, that, that would be my, my suggestion. I think you're right. It is sometimes hard to connect because of past hurts. Yeah. Um, You know, if you've been vulnerable in the past and, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your uh, trust has been betrayed, it's Mm -hmm. sometimes hard to open up, but I think energy is a good Mm -hmm. measure. And I think that if you're open, the Lord will show you (laughs) who's Who's your tribe. Yeah. 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 If yeah. you uh, trust him in it and let go and allow a genuineness to form yeah. and forge between you and those that he's trying to put in your life. I know yeah. there were there were many times in my life where I felt like I had to be guarded and protect myself because of where I existed. And I didn't know if people had my best interest at heart. But once I began to kind of let those uh, barriers down, I found that there were a lot more people um, that wanted to be in my village and meant well, um, that I ever knew. Yeah. I think I've learned that lesson a lot in ministry, Mm -hmm. um, because you want to, you're almost tunnel vision, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have a job to do and you know, you hold this, this sacred office, right. In a sense. And, and so, um, so I think you can, I, I found that I can be guarded or just very quiet. Um, but, I, you know, I'm so grateful that the women that I have met while in ministry have been, they have just become family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've recognized like, no, the, this is my tribe. This, this is my village. They are a part of my village. They do want me to do well and, and, and um, you know, be amazing and all that God has me to be. So I totally relate. Yeah. And let's talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Times are changing in in the church world and there are spaces that are now open to women that previously were not. Mm -hmm. Um, Not too long ago, uh, I saw you standing in the sacred place, uh, bringing the word on Mother's Day. Um, And then I, you know, peruse other churches and I see women ascending the pulpit on Sunday mornings um, all over the country, you know, leading Bible studies virtually and starting churches. This Mm -hmm. is an unprecedented time, I I feel, and I feel like it's a time where there's a decision that has to be made and and women are going forth in new ways. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about this time for you, what Mm -hmm. it means for you. um, And if you have any thoughts about the continuance of your ministry. Yeah. Um, So when I, uh, you know, spoke on Mother's Day, I had not been in the pulpit for six years. Um, I had not, you know, preached or uh, last time that I had been in the pulpit was um, for my father's eulogy in 2016. Um, and so in my own way, I had kind of um, come to the conclusion or kind of just 
you know, after talking to God, he didn't answer back. Let me just say that I was talking to him. <laughs> he wasn't listening to me. <laughs> um, that, you know, my father was this amazing man to me, the, the best man to me. And um, um, he was not, you know, some big name preacher, you know, but he preached the truth. You know, he preached from his heart. And so I always wanted to emulate that. I never wanted to be anybody else but myself because that's what I saw my dad do. Um, he would preach, but he always had a really good testimony. And, you know, probably, you know, if some other preachers were saying he ain't said nothing, but to me, he said everything yeah, because he was yeah. speaking, you know, from his heart. Um, and so after he passed, I kind of was just like, mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good. He's, he's seen me preach and I finished what I felt was my last assignment. Um, and so to now uh, have, you know, to have been asked to uh, speak on Mother's Day was, was scary for me. It was scary for me because um, I grew up Methodist. I grew up in a Methodist church. Um, and then the, the churches that I have found myself in after that, I uh, lived in Florida for a few years were non-denominational churches, right? So there was no such, like, come on, come on, come on, yeah. you know, come one, come all. Um, and so um, to have been asked to speak and now this Baptist arena was scary for me, you know? What are people gonna say? Am I gonna be judged, you know? It, and there were all these elements in my mind on top of uh, delivering a word, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when you trust God, he, he'll show up for you. Um, and so to see the, the strides that we're making, um, um, the strides that women are making in ministry is amazing to me. I still think there's some ways to go. Absolutely. I do. I do. I, I still think that there are some ways to go. Um, but, you know, to be in this space, what I've always said, I don't have to be the loudest in the room. I just have to be in the room, right? Mm -hmm. God will make your name great. Okay. And so I'm, he's inserted <laughs> me in, you know, positions and places, um, that hopefully I can shine a light, Yeah. you know, and, and, um, and I think that that was what happened on mother's day. Mm -hmm. I just was doing my part to shine the light. And so I pray that um, we continue to move in a direction. I don't really know what God is doing. So I don't know that there's more to my ministry or there's more expansion, but he is doing something, right? And so I told him since he didn't answer me <laughs> when I was talking to him <laughs> six years ago, you know, when I was saying what I was saying, um, I'm going to do my best to be obedient. I'm going to do my best to be obedient. Um, I am not a person who is into titles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we focus on the title instead of the towel. Mm -hmm. I am, I don't need you to call me minister, so-and-so reverend. I am Shiara. And um, I don't, the Lord will put respect on my name. You know, <laughs> I, I just, I just believe that um, so I find myself busy doing his work, mm -hmm. doing his will. And as I get busy doing that, he is opening up the windows of heaven, pouring out blessings that I don't have room enough to receive. So my job is to do my best <laughs> to be obedient. That's so beautiful. I think like you, it's a heart posture. Yeah. It, it yeah. is a heart posture. And mm -hmm. just hearing you share about, um, 
unanswered prayers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because sometimes he's like, you know, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hear I hear you, but yeah. Mm -mm. If I answer, then you're going to know something that you're not ready yeah. to <laughs> uh, It made me think about, um, I'm saying when I was in my junior year of college, so 20, uh, no, 2000, 2000 wow. yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah. ago, yeah. Um, I remember waking up and hearing the Spirit of the Lord say, write this book mm. uh, about seven women giving their lives to Christ um, mm -hmm. and about their journeys mm -hmm. to relationship. And mm. I spent some time thinking about that and drafting and writing and it I just it was not mm -hmm. coming together um mm -hmm. and fast forward to 2020 mm -hmm. um when we're in quarantine and I was doing a podcast for work mm -hmm. and got some of my girlfriends on and it was supposed to be about work but it went straight up it was right. about ministry <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> testimony stuff yeah, so I, yeah. I can't put this on, on the department of education yeah yeah, yeah this is not gonna work <laughs> and a friend of mine prophesied and said this is going wow. to be yes. a ministry and yeah. right in that moment what I thought mm -hmm. was a book 20 years prior mm -hmm. was actually laying the foundation for a podcast for Christian yeah. women to tell yeah. their stories yeah. about yeah. coming closer to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. while I was trying to make that happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he was way, doing something else. He didn't really say anything mm -hmm. else because yeah. if he would have said, I, I didn't even know what a podcast was in exactly. 2000. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, to hear you say this, the, the, so going those six years, mm -hmm. it almost became that the enemy had shackled me in this spirit of fear afterwards. So, mm -hmm. so I, I, I talked to God, he didn't answer. Yeah, then I yeah. go through these, these years and now it's a fear, right? It's a fear of even getting in front of people and, mm -hmm. and speaking or preaching or whatever. Um, and I felt like that he really had a stronghold on me with this. And so um, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, just trust me, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going, I'm not going to make you ashamed in front of the body. I promise you. And even, in, even before I walked up in the pulpit, the enemy was fighting me. He was fighting me. And, um, you know, of course, afterwards, I just felt God, I could just feel the, the release of whatever he was doing. And, and, um, as a result, I, I'm like looking at my schedule. Oh, you want me to speak here? You want me to speak here? You know, all these things, you know, God is doing. And so, um, you know, sometimes um, in the waiting process is when he's really bringing out the purpose. In the waiting process, you begin to see, you know, when, when you get to that, that point where he's revealing, this was the purpose all along. Yes, you were in this, this time of, I was in this time of not hearing from him and thinking, okay, then I'm doing the right thing. He said them, but I'm, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and then something happens and here his purpose is revealed. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about, you know, I born and raised in church, you know, mm -hmm. didn't really stray too much. So like, you know, for a most people I would think, oh, I don't really have testimony. I mean, he yeah. kept me, right? But yeah, um, yeah. I would say in my adult life mm -hmm. is where I've really gotten to know him. 
um, in a new and different way than I would have ever imagined. And (laughs) that last year leading into uh, COVID, where I lost my dad, lost my marriage, had a lot of mental health struggles, um, lost opportunity and time like everyone else did in the pandemic. That was the valley that he had to take me to and through in order for me to stand to be able to pour into others and support women uh, in a way that I would have never even thought like you know I thought I had it together yeah I thought thought my faith was strong I thought that I'd be the last person to to Mm -hmm. deal with mental health struggles I thought I'd be the last person to ever get divorced Um, but you just never know how God is going to allow your life to go but to be used um as a testimony for others absolutely absolutely so shiara i have so enjoyed this time i think we could probably talk for another hour i agree (laughs) but i want to thank you deeply again for coming on and sharing your very powerful story and for the amazing work that you are doing in ministry and the wonderful example that you are setting for women who are moms and wives and business owners we salute you and pray god's very best for your life thank you thank you so much for having me Absolutely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in again this Saturday. I hope that something was said that would encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and to lighten your path as you move forward. If you would like to listen on our podcast platform, please tune in on Sunday morning and listen on Google, Apple, or Spotify platforms. And until next week, have a blessed experience. Pray God's best for you, and we'll see you soon. Yeah.